Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So I've said to a lot of people, a lot of people over the last few weeks, I will not be sorry to see 2023 disappear in my rearview mirror. And uh, and you know that on a personal level, it was uh, it was a tough year for me. I was diagnosed with stage four metastatic prostate cancer, and prostate cancer is an increasing concern for men who all too frequently ignore symptoms as I did. But earlier this year, we had the opportunity, and I've gotten the opportunity to get to know this uh, gentleman quite well. Um, We had the opportunity to speak with Todd Seals, who in 2007, at the age of 42, was given just months to live following a metastatic stage 4 prostate cancer diagnosis. That's a hell of a lonely feeling. Sixteen years later, Todd Seals is still very much alive and living well, although he continues to battle his cancer. New and excellent but hugely expensive medications are available today. They weren't when Todd was first diagnosed. And his story has been reported on by major media and health organizations. And Todd rejoins us today with a message for all men, their significant others, and families as we transition from 23 to 24, about a year ago. I was, um, was in California on vacation. I didn't feel well. And I kept looking for some antacids because I thought I just had an upset stomach. Well, that wasn't the case. Cancer was obviously as significant at the end of December as it was when it was diagnosed in February of this year. Um, So please don't let 2023 pass without acknowledging symptoms and make sure 2024 is the year of treatment and maximizing your life. I've read Todd's story. I've talked to him. I admire him. He's he's a, he's like a good luck charm to me. He he's a mentor. I got to stop now. But there's a there's a line that I loved that you uh, that you had and that I saw in the Men's Health magazine piece. Todd, you said they say people faced with death have two choices: pick up the gloves or pick up a shovel. I've always been a fighter. <laughs> it's really right so important, isn't it? Uh, I think fighting, uh, having the right attitude makes makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference in in this battle. It, it makes actually having the right attitude makes a difference in everything, but especially against this fight. You you have to know that you're gonna that you're gonna beat this disease. I mean, and, and you have to you have to wake up, and that's part of your breakfast every day. Is today I'm gonna beat this disease. Um, I ain't saying it's worked for me personally. I, I, I give a lot of credit to the man upstairs on this one, but, um, you know, it, it certainly doesn't help. And one thing about it, I tend to enjoy every day. Yeah. What do you, what do you most remember about your, I said it was a lonely feeling. What do you most remember about the reaction to the news that you probably had months to live? You were just 42. <laughs> yeah, I was just 42. 
Well, well, you know, I I was extremely symptomatic. Um, so I mean, it, it really didn't come as a as a surprise. I, I knew something was wrong, and uh, uh, if. It, it was it was a bit of a shock at first, and and I I, I spent a lot of time just kind of hanging out in the wilderness and uh, and 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 just taking it all in uh, the diagnosis, the world, the birds singing. I, I mean, the bear that came up out of the woods and kind of looked at me like, <laughs> "Are you a snack?" <laughs> that was great. That's such a great scene that you described in that Men's Health magazine piece. A bear shows up. He did. He's just he's like twenty feet away from me, and he's standing there looking at me, and I'm like, "Oh, maybe being out in the woods wasn't such a good idea." <laughs> oh man. Um, but, you know, it's it's really interesting. I I, I want to say something. Before I forget, it's really interesting when I was listening to your introduction and you talked about, you know, don't ignore your symptoms. The problem is, is that oftentimes prostate cancer, even advanced disease, it, it has no symptoms whatsoever. I, I mean, you know, in hindsight, I guess there's always subtle symptoms, that, but most of us would just attribute it to, to getting older, you know, um, a weakened urine stream, um, yeah. you know, uh, stuff like that, that could actually be a system. Uh, a symptom of, of prostate cancer, but it could be BHP or, you know, it, it could just be a bad morning. I, I, so um, not only don't ignore the symptoms, but get, get a PSA test. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're entering, you know, the, your fourth decade, you need to start demanding a PSA test because younger men are getting diagnosed with this disease more often than ever. And unfortunately, when younger men are diagnosed with this disease, it's often an aggressive strain and it's often diagnosed metastatic because we tend to ignore everything as men because, let's face it, we're men. We're men. We can't admit to anything. <laughs> we can't. And, and I have found it so refreshing to talk to you. There have been times when... We've had conversations. I've been feeling a little bit down in the dumps about this thing. And I, I talk to you, and half an hour later, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling, and I'm a positive person. I, I talk to this cancer of mine. I tell it, you're not going to win. You're not going to win. Yeah. You're, it's just not going to happen. You might as well just take off because I'm going to make your life hell. And, uh, and I'm doing the best I can. But treatment itself is, is challenging. And for you... It was extremely complicated, and because while medications can turn the cancer docile, it does eventually figure out a way around the medication. And so, uh, it, to talk about that, please, well, how difficult was it for you to deal with improvement, and then cancer growing again, and then having to submit to more and different treatments? What was that like for you? Well, let's let's just say it was kind of like a roller coaster. Uh, you know, there there were some long stretches where it was uphill, and then there was just a lot of coasting. Um, it was uh, it, it was a long process for me, though. Um, the cancer figured out how to beat the hormone therapy by year four, and um, you know we had to we had to search for something else. But I was always searching. I was always searching for the next thing. I was always trying to figure out what's next because. I wanted to stay ahead of it. And I figure 
um, to know more about prostate cancer than my doctor does because he has to know about all cancers. I only need to be an expert in one. And, and so when I go to see my doctor, I really need to know what I'm talking about. So even when the cancer did figure it out, even when it be, became hormone refractory, I knew what the next step was going to be for me. And, and I think that's probably one of the most important things we as men, or actually anyone, I don't want to just you know, say that for men, but anybody facing a cancer diagnosis is become an expert in your disease and always know what's available and what's coming down the pipe. Yeah, I, you would see because of that what you just said, and you've said to this again. You've said this to me personally. You would see if you looked at my phone. There's a list of questions I have for my doctor when I next see him, and and I, I take this so seriously because of what you shared. You've engaged your doctors and you've made suggestions, as opposed to being passive, and uh, that may be what many men decide is the best the best route, but you. You can't. You have to become um, your own best advocate. And I think doctors actually respect that when you when they when they know that you're paying attention and they are asking questions that are relevant. I think they. I think in my sense is, and I get that certainly from my doctor. He respects that when I bring this up. I think if your doctor um, is any kind of a human being, he's going to he's going to respond that way. He's. You know, he is going to respect it. There are some doctors that that I've come across that, you know, in in the course of this disease, and like you said, it's been 17 years, which um, they actually feel like like uh, like I shouldn't be asking these questions or I, I shouldn't be recommending these treatments because um, you know they had to go to medical school for eight years and probably more to be a specialist, um, and so some of them take it the wrong way. But it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter if they take it the wrong way or not. I know what's best for me, and you know what's best for you. And, and you know, the physicians are there to serve us. That is their job. Um, and so you, sometimes you have to get around the, uh, the ego. But I've always I've had pretty much really good experience with them. Let me get to something that... Uh... A lot of men probably wouldn't want to speak about, but it's a reality. And uh, that is that the drug suppress testosterone because that's what the metastasized cancer actually feeds off. And how did you handle that? I mean, it's difficult for men, particularly younger men. You were, again, you were in your early 40s when you were diagnosed. What effect did your medications, and they weren't as sophisticated as they are today, what effect did those medications have on you physically and emotionally? I, I mean, you know, I keep referencing a, a roller coaster, but it's true. I, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot, the side effects of androgen deprivation are catastrophic for a man. When you, when you lose testosterone, I, I mean, really, you, you don't have any motivation. Um, our, our brains are wired to to run on testosterone. In fact, everything about the masculine physique is, is testosterone born. And so without it, you know, uh, we, uh, we, we can become a shell of ourselves in a lot of aspects. Uh, I think when I started growing breasts, um, oh, that was a little weird. 
so I had to consider the good part, you know. I mean, well, what's good about this? Well, I got something to play with, I guess. <laughs> but no, um, I'm sorry about that. That's no, no, no. This is this is this is the Todd Seals I know. There's humor, <laughs> and I think your humor helps everybody and every man who's living with what you and I are living with, or a different variation of prostate cancer, or is fearful that he may have something going on. It's so important that there's that there's humor and it's it's directed humor that you direct it yourself. I think that's what's important as well. Well thank you. Um I, I think it's made a tremendous impact. Um yeah I've I've always felt better when I've laughed until until it hurt, until I cried, until my stomach hurt so bad I had to stop or or I was gonna pee. You know, it was just <laughs> You know, and you you're so cleansed afterwards, and you know it can really it can really you know uh, cause a change cause cause a change in your overall attitude and and so the way we look at things and yes I use humor oh man I I think it's a weapon I think it's one of the main weapons in my arsenal. You 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 told this story. That when you started to feel really good after treatment, and you outlived that prognosis of just a few months to live at 42, <laughs> I'm going to start laughing too hard to tell this. <laughs> you, you jumped off a bridge. You'd, oh. you'd been <laughs> over many times in your life, but never had the testicular courage, as I call it, to jump off. So, <laughs> first thing you said, the first thing I learned is never jump 60 feet into the water and land on your butt with a swollen prostate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I, just, I just howl when I think about that. And it, you're right. It, I feel better about dealing with what I'm dealing with or I can laugh. And that, uh, that's probably right. It doesn't matter what the disease is. It doesn't matter what, what it is that's challenging your life. If you have an opportunity to laugh, take it. Exactly. Um, this, in fact, this is my favorite time of year. I, I, I love being around family. I love being around friends, and and so um, with with the, the the holiday season upon us, this is always my. We just had a Christmas gathering this morning for some friends, and and you know, there's always a, there's always a lot of laughter, and. I, I don't know. I, I don't know, Roy. It's what? What else are we going to do? Are we going to sit around and, and and cry about things? Yeah. I mean, I always I always look at it as at least I'm not some poor little kid that's that's got to deal with cancer. You know, I've yeah. I've had a really amazing life, and my life continues to be amazing in every single way. And uh, and. And and laughter and joy and and just allowing that to manifest in our lives, it it can really whether it changes the outcome outcome of our prognosis or not, it definitely can change how we deal with whatever's coming down the rails. Yeah, we have about uh, two minutes here. I feel compelled to tell everybody how much time we have, which in your or my case, I shouldn't be doing, but. Um... Uh, Todd, what was it like the last, what has that 17-year journey been like for you? And how do you look forward 
to keep going forward. Uh, can you explain that to us in, a, in about a minute and a half? <laughs> wow. Well, you, you've definitely, definitely given me some work um, and a challenge at that. Um, Roy, all I can say is, is that this, this journey has been a blessing um, in, every, in every way um, it could be. And, and, and it, always, it hasn't always been easy. I mean, I, I, I don't want to mislead anybody. This, this disease can, can present a lot of challenges. But, you know, if, if, you, if you're willing to, you know, put on the gloves and step into the ring and, and really face it head on and, and face it with, you know, with a grateful heart, basically, and, and just choose to live every single day that you're given um, as a gift, then it can turn something that's, well, it's scary and in a lot of ways, and and it really can cause men to, in a lot of ways, be a shell of what they once were if, if we allow that to happen. But if you can face that every single day with joy in your heart and just and be grateful for what you have, um, I think you can find that um, the, the journey even through something as serious as metastatic prostate cancer can be a blessing. I mean, you can, you can really have a lot of blessings through this. Yeah. Todd, thank you so much uh, for coming on. I know you usually spend the weekends with your wife. Thank your wife, please, for, for um, agreeing that, that this would be possible. I think it's important that our listeners hear you again. Thank you for your friendship and uh, for your inspiration. Uh, and that's where you are. You're an inspiration to me. And uh, we will see each other in 2024 in Nolan. I'm looking forward to it, Roy, and thank you for having me. Anytime, my friend. We'll stay in touch. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 